Hello, and welcome back to episode 9 of the Athletic Cast. Uh, the date is 3-30-2020. I'm your co-host, Garrett. And I'm your other How co-host, you Brady, you know. Oh, I'm mm-hmm. doing pretty well, sorry. Uh, if we're cutting out a little bit, we get a storm coming through, and it might throw us off a little bit. But it's going to be okay. Yeah, and I'm your other co-host, Brady, if I didn't say that already. All right, and uh, this is just a normal day. We're going to end it with the top 10 list, but per usual, we're going to start with NFL news, and I got that covered. So to start off, Lions news, as in the Detroit Lions, and the Lions have signed former Packers wide receiver Geronimo Allison to a one-year $900,000 contract, which is pretty good price for the amount of talent that he provides to the team. And this is obviously adding some depth to their receiving core, after Marvin Jones Jr., who was pretty good last season, was placed on IR midseason. And other piece of NFL news, the Washington Redskins have signed former Eagles cornerback Ronald Darby to a one-year deal. Darby is probably a replacement for new Seahawks cornerback Quinton Dunbar, who was traded for a fifth-round pick from Washington, and Panthers cornerback Josh Norman, who the Redskins waived. And that will do it for NFL. Not a lot of stuff today. Not a lot. That means we get to move right on to NBA, right? Mm-hmm. I'll start it off. Uh, Jamal Crawford says nothing too big or too small uh, will help our community, um, which is kind of a controversial quote, I guess, but I'm sure he was trying to get across the point that uh, we need a lot of help for yeah. our nation, which I think is good, especially because he's in L.A., if I'm right. Yes. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, Doris Burke has been uh, symptom-free after being uh, found out she had coronavirus. And he's starting to feel better. Uh, that's good as well. And OJ Mayo is set to join a Chinese league powerhouse, which is kind of random. But we need mm-hmm. this. We need this uh, news because there's not a lot going on. Do you have anything? All right, I have some NBA news for you. Stefan Marbury is working overseas to get over 10 million masks to protect from COVID from China to New York. Marbury was a former guard for the Knicks, so it's good to see a player giving back to their community. And then other piece of news. Speaking of the Knicks, New York Knicks owner and executive James Dolan has tested positive for COVID-19. And when I saw that on Twitter, the comments were flooded with celebratory messages, which was kind of, you know, off-putting i would and they think that's it right was, yeah they felt it was karma for all the horrible decisions he has made for the franchise including banning charles oakley one of the best knicks player ever from the arena and beefing with spike lee the most famous knicks fan who has spent over 10 million dollars over 30 years on tickets i obviously hope he gets better i wish no ill will on anyone but i can understand the knicks fans reaction People have accurately said this is the first positive thing that happened to the Knicks since Carmelo Anthony. That's funny. That made me laugh. What about, is that it for uh, NBA? Moving pretty that quick will here. Do. Yep. Uh, I guess I'll move on to MLB news. Uh, this is a question I want to ask you, though. Um, is okay. the Jordan MLB draft the best idea for them with all that's going on? As in, how would I have them do the draft? Yeah. Would a shorter draft be more effective, I guess? I think I would, if I was 
Rob Manfred, the MLB commissioner, I would probably have a similar way that the NFL is doing, which is having the war rooms, basically where they select all their draft picks. And I would have that in a closed off, isolated space so that, you know, social distancing and all that. And I think you do like maybe the athletes would be in their homes and you can just do like a video interview from. uh, I think that's a good idea. That was kind of my idea, too. Because, because you know, social distancing is yeah. huge, huge, and it just got extended thirty days uh, from our president, the Don man. Uh, so I, mm-hmm. I think your idea is pretty close to what mine mine would be too. Nice, uh, appreciate uh, that. Fanatics uh, moving from baseball gear to medical gear to, to help support um, the coronavirus pandemic. Any sports team that's trying to do that, I uh, give huge props to them because that's very heroic of them to try and help. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're helping yeah. maybe end this quicker. And uh, former Braves owner dies at 91, which is sad. Mm-hmm. So that wraps Definitely. it up for MLB. Do you have anything from there or no? Uh, I have nothing from MLB, and uh, I don't believe that you have anything for NHL, so I'll just knock this out. Uh, we don't usually have any NHL news, but I'm going to take this chance to tie an NBA story. So that's an NHL story. I use air quotes there, by the way. And uh, James Dolan also owns the New York Rangers, who are the New York's hockey team. And the Rangers haven't had as nearly as bad of success as the Knicks, so Ranger fans were somewhat sympathetic to the news. And just like that, I've appealed to the hockey community. Well, at least we tried, right? Mm-hmm. So now, uh, how about we move into college athletics? Uh, I got PGA first, but and then we'll get to college. I'll let you cover that. Yeah. Uh, PGA news, uh, Davis Love III, uh, his house burned down. There was no one injured, but that's also really sad to, sad to hear, especially with all this stuff going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, LPGA says Evian Masters will be moving to August. The U.S. Open at Wingfoot will be delayed, which is not to anyone's surprise. And smaller golf tours are surprisingly yeah. still playing throughout the virus out, are still playing throughout the outbreak of the virus, which is kind of confusing. Because we're on lockdown, and why would you still be playing golf? I don't know. I guess it doesn't draw as many visitors as uh, main tour Not even close. Yeah. So, okay, let's keep moving down. So, what do you have next? All right, I'll cover college football, since I only have one piece of news from that. And that is that the Southeastern Conference, the SEC, has announced that they will allow virtual meetings with athletes between the athletes and the football program starting Monday, which will allow two hours of virtual instructions or meetings, which will include film study and film review. Okay. I have two things from NCAA football. Former Washington coach Lambright dies at 77. And another sad story is ex-LSU Tiger Broncos wide receiver, wide receiver McDaniel dies from coronavirus. Very, Very sad. sad. Uh, okay. Uh, well, that's for, that's for college, college football. football. 
uh, stay in the college here. Let's go to college basketball. I'll start off here. Uh, Georgia Southern hires Texas Tech assistant Brian Berg. Uh, okay. Georgetown Mac McClung to test dra- uh, to test draft waters. Can't talk today. And that's all I have for NCAA basketball. First off, I'm gonna add on to uh, the Mac McClung stuff. Um, he is declaring for the NBA draft, but he is retaining eligibility at the same time, which basically means that if McClung is not drafted, he will be able to return to Georgetown to play college basketball, which is a relatively new rule that they added that they can go back to college afterwards. And McClung is obviously famous for uh, taking over social media with his electric dunks, which puts the phrase white man can't jump to shame yeah, right there. And then one more piece of college basketball news in declaration news also. Uh, Mississippi State Center Reggie Perry has decided to enter the 2020 NBA draft, and he averaged 17.4 points per game and 10.1 rebounds per game. Is that it? And that'll do it. Well, that'll do it for college basketball. So, like you already said, we have another top 10 today. And we're trying – to do a lot of top tens just to keep you guys interested. And uh, if you have any recommendations for any top tens of different sports, let us know. But we're going to do top 10 best current point guards in the NBA and still playing right now. All right. Uh, Sorry to interrupt your uh, regular scheduled program, but I also have one piece of UFC news. We don't cover a lot. Okay. All right, and that is the commissioner of the UFC, Dana White, has said that UFC 249 is 99.9% set for April 18th. This is a fight with Khabib Nurmagomedov, which is a real mouthful to say, by the way, who is set to face Tony Ferguson, a much easier name to pronounce. I would say so. And I'm not a UFC fanatic by any means, but I watched the Conor McGregor versus Khabib fight. And he absolutely obliterated Conor McGregor. I mean, the guy fights bears to train back in Russia. So what do you expect? Don't expect anything bad, right? Nope. And now it's top 10. Top 10. Well, like I already explained everything. uh, Do you want to start it out at number 10? I will do that for you. All right. At number 10, I have Jamal Murray of the Denver Nuggets. And the Nuggets are a very good team. They're in the top of the playoff seating lately in the past few years, but they always seem to get bounced in the second round. However, there are two bright spots, Nikola Jokic and Jamal Murray. Murray was above average this season, averaging 18 points per game, but his clutch factor is something to behold. He's gotten the Nuggets out of many close games with a W due to his shooting ability from outside the arc. So that's where I put him at number 10. Uh, Right. Uh, For my number 10, I have Ben Simmons, uh, Philadelphia 76ers, standing six foot ten. Simmons is able to apply pressure on any uh, any front, both defense and offense. While the season has kind of been stopped, his uh, averages, well, he was averaging 16.7 points per game, 7.8 rebounds per game, and uh, just a few assists a game, and actually leading the league in steals at 2.1. So that's mm-hmm. just with those stats. I kind of thought it was a better idea, um, yeah, to put him at number ten. 
yeah, he was the first one out for me. So uh, it was a tough decision with that. And uh, at number nine, moving the list along, I have Kemba Walker out of the Boston Celtics. And Kemba was a free agent signing in Boston last offseason with Kyrie leaving for the Nets. And the Celtics had a big chemistry problem with Kyrie on the roster. They never seemed to gel while they were on the floor together. And I think it was about time to free Kemba from the prison that is the Charlotte Hornets. And Kemba can help shape Jason Tatum, who is already a rising star, and Jalen Brown, a shooting guard with above-average defensive ability, into yearly contenders year in and year out. So that's why I put him at the number nine. Gotcha. Uh, number nine, I have Kyle Lowry out of Toronto with the Raptors. Um, although the uh, loss of Kawhi Leonard really hasn't hurt him or, or neg- negatively yeah. impacted the Toronto Raptors, um, it's probably a large part that hasn't affected them because of Kyle Lowry. Um, his consistency is what sets him apart from any other guards than in the NBA. He's pretty consistent. Yeah. He's had uh, mm-hmm. consistent games, uh, 20 actually, 20 games uh, in a row. Well, not in a row, but with 30 points, five rebounds, five assists. And that's more the Jimmy Butler. Ooh. So I'd say that's yeah. pretty impressive. And that's why I have him at the number nine spot. All right. Moving straight along to number eight. I have D'Angelo Russell, who started the season on the Golden State Warriors, but then was traded for Andrew Wiggins uh, and a first-round pick uh, to Minnesota, Timberwolves. And Russell was balling early as the starting guard on the Golden State Warriors, while Steph Steph had a broken hand and Clay is nursing a torn ACL. However, Russell was never in the long-term plan in San Fran. That's why he was traded to be with his best buddy, old boy, old pal, Carl Anthony Towns in Minneapolis. He averaged over 23 points per game this season, which is very impressive. And he certainly was an upgrade over Jeff Teague in Minnesota. And with the duo of Russell and Towns, the Timberwolves have laid the foundation for a rebuild. And that's why I have him at number eight. I wouldn't go to a full rebuild in Minnesota, but I definitely like them together. Yep. Uh, number eight for me, uh, Kimba Walker, Boston Celtics. Did you already have Kimba? Yep, he was my okay, number nine. So pretty close. Uh, Walker averaging 20 points, 5.4 assists, while shooting 42.1% from the field. is the third best, uh, also with being on the third best team in the East. And standing out between, like you already said, the other players on that team, I have him at that spot. All right. At number seven, I have Kyrie Irving of the Brooklyn Nets. Mm. You may be kind of surprised by this Mm -hmm. pick, but he really has become kind of, I'm going to say, washed since he left uh, LeBron and the Cavaliers after winning that championship. Like I said, uh, I was talking about Kemba. Um, He really didn't gel well with the players and caused a lot of lack of team chemistry issues. There was even a rumor going around where he was bipolar, which not a good rumor to have. And uh, he signed with the Brooklyn Nets last offseason with Kevin Durant, and the two were ready to conquer the East. But uh, one thing was stopping that this season, and that was KD's ACL getting obliterated in the finals last year. We all knew this was going to be a bye year until KD was fully healthy, and Kyrie played pretty well until he got injured, averaging 27.4 points per game, 5.2 rebounds per game, and 6.4 assists per game. So watch out next season. There may be a new dynasty brewing up there in New York State 
And we're not talking about the Knicks. <laughs> no one's talking about the Knicks. Not even Knicks fans. So, uh, keep going down. I had Kimba, and I have Trey Young, uh, Atlanta Hawks. The sophomore guard, the sophomore guard is averaging 31 points per game since January. Uh, and obviously, yeah. before the stop. Um, we're Very impressive. <laughs> yeah, I know. We're also uh, sitting com- comfortably at... Uh, He's also sitting comfortably at second in the NBA with assists at 9.3 per game. Uh, with a guy who can score that much and have that many assists, I have him pretty decently high up on my list, even if it is his only only is his second year. Yeah. So at number six, I have Russell Westbrook out of Houston. And he had a very storied offseason last season. After being traded to the Rockets after spending uh, previously his entire career, people were saying there's only one ball. How are they going to share it? But while still, sorry, sorry, Garrett, we're losing Garrett. What's up? Yeah, we're losing uh, you a little bit. I, I'll just do a recap talk. of what you said. You have Russell. You have Russell Westbrook, All right. right? Um. Yeah, uh, storied off season after being traded to the Rockets from the Thunder, and how people are saying that he shouldn't share uh, the ball with Harden, but he still averaged twenty seven points. So I love, I love this. Uh, we're gonna keep going here, guys. Sorry, yeah. the storm was cutting us off there, so mm-hmm. it was a rude. Uh, Eruption there to the podcast. We're just going to start it off. So let's start a little bit over. You said Russell Westbrook for your number six, I believe, right? And yep. you already said it. I'm sure you don't want to say it again, but I also have Russell Westbrook at my number six spot. So it goes pretty okay. pretty well, I guess, together. Uh, going to Houston, Russell Westbrook has turned things on in Houston lately, especially um, especially showing that he can play with Harden which I think is also huge. Uh, Mm -hmm. He has 358 points in January, or since January, and before the shutdown. Uh, He's also led the team with 2.1 steals and 8.2 assists per game. Uh, So I have him at that number six spot. And since you kind of got cut off, what do you have to say more on what I had said? Okay. um, I do, I'm not sure if the podcast before it got cut out caught it, but uh, I basically did uh, mention your points where people were saying there's only one ball. How are they going to share it? And then Westbrook uh, managed to kind of coexist with Harden, managing 27.5 points per game while he's averaging 34.5. So I'll leave it at that. Yeah, um, it kind of got a little bit of stuff. It was mostly breaking up, but it's okay. Yeah, uh, we're pretty good, probably put it together. So, mm-hmm. um, we're in the top five now. Do you want me to start or you to start? Uh, I'll let you start it out. The uh, top five. I have John Morant. Uh, Memphis Grizzlies. John Morant is quite possibly outplayed all the hype surrounding him coming into uh coming into the NBA and even since even the draft. Uh, he currently. Yeah. Uh, as a rookie, is scoring 17.6 points, 6.9 assists, and is seventh in the NBA with 0.9 steals. But 
with those stats, sorry, Zion. He's the rookie of the year. I do uh, agree with you in the rookie of the year debate. I'm pretty sure it's pretty obvious that a full season played uh, beats a half season. Not even. But uh, I wouldn't go as far as having him top five point guards yet. I do believe that he has potential to. But uh, at number five, I have Chris Paul from the OKC Thunder. And Chris Paul has bounced back this season. Before, he was the washed man on the Rockets who was getting paid way too much and hadn't been good since the Lob City days in Los Angeles. But now the Thunder, who many believed was going to be one of the worst teams in the league, are in the five seed. And Paul's 17.7 points per game and seven assists per game definitely have something to say about that. That doesn't seem like much, but if you watch him play, it's a completely different story. The team chemistry between last season and this season seems like night and day, and that credit seems to belong to Chris Paul. And that's why I'm in my top five. You know, could you imagine who I have for number four? That man is it Chris would Paul? be Chris Paul. Uh, Let's Oklahoma go. Oklahoma City Thunder. At this point, we better off, we're better off calling Chris Paul the ageless wonder because he was washed, and you're right. And now he's back. Yeah. So mm-hmm. uh, when people doubted him when he was going to OKC, he was there to prove them wrong. And shooting 53.4% from the field this season. And he's also leading the league with 144 total clutch points um, yeah. in the season. He's truly a floor general. So that's why I have him at number four. At uh, my number four spot, I have Damian Lillard from the Portland Trailblazers. Damian, rap uh, name says, is the leader of Portland. He helped the Trailblazer fans get over the bust that was Greg Oden to think they could have had Durant with that pick, too. Not to get sidetracked, though, Damian paired with CJ is one of the most explosive duos in the league, with them both able to rain threes and make yearly playoff appearances together. The Blazers would be a hell of a lot better if Nurkic didn't get injured and they didn't lose Zach Collins, who was a team chemistry kind of guy. The glue, if you will. Yikes, uh, I got sidetracked again there, so I'll cut it there. Number four, Dame. I also have Dame Dollar, but that's a number three for me. Uh, Portland, Damian Lillard okay. continues to build upon his already impressive career. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, he's averaging 28.9 points per game, 4.3 rebounds per game, and 7.6 assists per game. And I think if he wouldn't have uh, – or if the season wouldn't got canceled, he could have also moved up that MVP spot and maybe got it because he was proving himself uh, pretty big there in Portland. Yeah, his stats certainly would prove that, but uh, unfortunately the media didn't give him enough attention, so it was basically an MVP race between LeBron and Giannis. And uh, to carry that on at number three, I have Trey Young from the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, I'm obviously a little higher on him than Mm -hmm. you are. And uh, Trey Young is a uh, three-shooting machine, his half-court shots that seem effortless from the logo, and they almost always seem to go in. Don't hold the Hawks' lack of success against them. They're basically the youngest team in the league with Trey at point, Ken Herter, and potentially LaMelo Ball Ooh. at shooting guard. Cam Reddish or DeAndre Hunter, both rookies, could play small forward. John Collins at power forward. And Clint Capella at center, who feels like he's been in the league forever, but is only 25 He's a trailblazer for the NBA, 
and will hopefully be one of the next superstars once LeBron retires. Hey, I completely agree yeah, with your uh, with your points. We're down in the top two here. Uh, I have mm-hmm. James Harden from Houston. Harden is on pace to be the first player since Michael Jordan in 1987 through 1993 to average over 30 points a night for at least three seasons straight. I mean, who does that? Michael Jordan did, but no one else. And I'm 100% going to say that the beard is going to leave a legacy there in Houston. Did you put a shooting guard number two on your list? Maybe, maybe not. I was going to say, because we kind of said Russell Westbrook at uh, there. But uh, I'm going to I'm gonna, I'm gonna say that two. Harden is going, I mean, I'm going to consider him a point guard, right? He plays it sometimes, exactly. yeah. So that's why I have him there. I knew you were going to say that. I know people are going to question yeah. me, but that's my point. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's just good enough that he's been a point guard for so long as well before shooting guard. Yeah. I think that mm-hmm. makes him qualified to be there. All right. At number two, I have Luka Doncic mm. from the Dallas Mavericks. Mm-hmm. And now Luka is listed as a point guard on ESPN. That's why I have him here, if some people are calling him a shooting guard or small forward. And the future is now. Doncic and Young were intertwined since the draft where they were traded for each other. And since winning the rookie of the year last year, Luka has turned things up to an eleven. The man has become one of the best players in less than two years, and he averages 28.7 points per game, 8.7 assists per game, and a steal. I think with the European Big Two and Doncic and Porzingis, the Mavericks are set for the future, and the league is in good hands. Right. I also have Luka, but this is at my number one spot. Uh, I think he's easily the best point guard in the league. And then again, you also said people don't think he is, but he is a point guard. Luka. Uh, I mean, just look at Luca. He's led the Dallas Mavericks to a playoff spot uh, just right away, pretty much. And with yep. that Luca Kristaps Porzingis experiment, um, um, also by throwing him in the MVP race along Giannis, Antetokounmpo, James Harden, and LeBron James, uh, which is basically Giannis and LeBron now. Um, yeah. It's still pretty impressive. But also, did I mention he's only 21 years old? And I mean, there's a yeah, lot of second. young players just coming in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, third, he's only the third player in NBA history to average over 28 points, nine rebounds, and eight assists per game. And then again, he again, he's 21. 21 mm-hmm. years old. If he carries on Insane. this pace um, throughout his career or whatever, he will hopefully end up, uh, I guess you end up, Sorry, excuse me. If he carries this pace throughout the season, he'll join Russell Westbrook and Oscar Robertson is the only player to do so with those stats in a, in the season ever. And Oscar did that four times, and Russell did that one time. Okay, so uh, that leaves me for my number one. And I want to be able to read the whole thing out, and then I'll get your thoughts on it because it might be kind of controversial, if you know what I'm saying. Oh, you'll hear it from me. All right, so number one, the GOAT, LeBron James. Boo! No. and He's not a point guard. Was there? No. I'll explain. I'll explain. 
Was there ever any doubt? I know what you're saying. Garrett, LeBron plays small forward. Yeah, what are you gonna what are you gonna do? He's gonna be oh LeBron James, number one center. Shooting guard, LeBron James. Power forward, LeBron James. Is that what you're gonna do? In his career, he did play point guard, small forward, and power forward, so he can do that. Well, okay. I'll give you that. As I was saying before I got interrupted, uh, I would say to the fact that people think he plays only small forward, LeBron James was a primary ball handler, and he brought the ball up the court on nearly every play for the purple and gold this season. He also leads the league in assists with 10.6 assists per game, along with his usual 27 points per game which is the thing that guards do the best because the rest of the top five in assists are Trey Young, Ricky Rubio, Luka Doncic, and Ben Simmons. And speaking of Simmons, LeBron James is basically doing what he is. Simmons flourishes at the uh, power forward position, just like LeBron. But let's be real, the forward position is very contact-based and hard-nosed. So this is basically 37-year-old LeBron James load management. I rest my case. Uh, I don't agree with you with him being a point guard, but his stats are unbelievable. And there's no doubt in my mind about that. But, you know, I, I, I guess I'll give it to you. I do agree. Yes, sir. Okay. But I'm sure everyone's going to be like, no, no, that's horrible. But, you know. I'll debate him. We'll end, we'll end with that. All right. So, uh, that's the end of the news. That's the end of our top ten. And uh, from co-host Garrett, please enjoy the rest of the day that you spend listening to this. Yeah, have a and Monday. Out. Yep, peace out. Happy Monday. Yeah, hopefully you guys uh, have a great Monday, whether it's morning, afternoon, or evening. I hope it's great. Mm-hmm. So I guess that's me signing off. Peace out. Bye.